What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 40, and today's episode is actually going to be based off of a question that I got yesterday uh, from one of my clients that I thought would be really good for me to kind of put out there as some education for all of you guys. So not going to mention any names, but I wanted to go ahead and kind of read a little bit of the text message that I got and give you guys some context to work with, uh, because I think it is a really important topic for those of you guys out there who are looking to maybe change body composition, maybe even mapping out what that might look like for you if you're an athlete and you're trying to get a little bit leaner for sport um, or any of those kinds of things about how to do it appropriately. So the question starts like this. She basically shows me um, kind of a screenshot of like her body fat percentages going down, her weight staying somewhat steady, which is a whole other topic in itself. But the question is, what I don't get is that prior to signing up with you, I was eating so horribly pizza, whatever, and not just a slice. I can easily eat four slices, candy and chips. I would eat a movie box size of candy easily. Still craving milk duds here. Probably 3,000 calories in day, or 3,000 in calories a day just due to lack of planning and never telling myself no. How on earth is the weight not just slipping away? She asked if it was her age. Um, and she actually, and I was really happy to hear that she goes, don't take this as an I'm giving up question. I'm very much all in. Working from home has made it easy, but just want this weight to go. So that was kind of her question. So I think, um, you know, there's a couple of things to unpack here about this question. And, and the first one I'll kind of dive into before I get into my topic for today is she referenced the body fat percentages going down, but the weight is staying steady. And if you are an athlete or you are in like the CrossFit space, or even if you're a weightlifter in general, you will often see this. Like you're like, you know what? Like my clothes are fitting better. I feel tighter. I feel leaner, but the scale is just not my best friend right now. And usually what that is, is that you are losing body fat. Your body is likely um, full of glycogen stores if you're eating a little bit more carbohydrates, because most people that have chronically dieted, when I first start working with them, they're shocked at how many carbs I'm feeding them. But two, you're probably getting a little bit denser. You're probably building some muscle. And the great example I like to give is pretend you have a glass and the glass already has weight to it. And we can pretend that that is your whole body. And then in that glass, you can fill it with pebbles. We'll call that like your organs and your bones. Uh, you can fill it with sand, which is going to be your muscle mass. And then you can, you can fill the remaining um, portion of it with water. And let's call that your body fat. So you can easily take out some of the water and fill it with sand. And sand is going to be a lot heavier in weight, right? Uh, and maybe a better example would be like feathers in there. So the sand is going to be a little bit heavier in weight, right? So if I, and it takes up less space. So the bottom of the cup might, ha might have a sediment of muscle, we'll call it. And then the remaining of the, the liquid is your body fat. So as you're removing the water or the liquid portion and you're filling in more sand or sediment, you might not have as much volume in the cup, but it might weigh the same. And that's essentially what's happening when you guys are losing some body fat, especially if you are active and you're training and all those kinds of things. You know, and also, um, you know, like inflammation factors can pay, play a factor in those type, those kinds of things too. Um, but that's usually the main thing that's going on. If it happens, a lot, like if, if for whatever reason your weight's going in the other direction, this is where I always will have people, I try and get people to take measurements. And if they can get access to some type of a body fat scan, that'd be awesome, whether it's a DEXA scan. I mean, the in-body is okay as long as you guys are doing it regularly, which I think I should make a podcast episode all about body fat testing because 
I think that that is something that people don't really know that there's so much more value in that than the scale. And also, God forbid, you guys still go off the BMI chart, which will tell me that I'm pretty much overweight. So, <laughs> um, but that's that's kind of to answer the question about why you might not be seeing the scale drop, even though you know your body composition is changing. Now, the more specific question that I wanted to dive into today is the question on, okay, why is the weight just not melting off? She literally transformed her diet from eating a bunch of like highly processed foods into eating really like what want to call it quote unquote clean foods, but like maybe more prepping at home, getting away from the candy and stuff like that. So first things first is my goal when I first start working with a client is to get them to look past week one and past week two. So a lot of times with you when you see transformations or even look at what this person achieved in 30 days, you're only seeing the first 30 days. And for a lot of people, the real progress happens at the 90 to the 180 day mark is when that's where the real magic starts to happen. That's where by that time they've developed so many good habits that the weight loss is just boom, very predictable at that point. And if you get so hung up in how much weight you can lose in the first two to four weeks, you actually lose sight of that. And the realization is that I have had, you know, through past experiences, through the way I used to do things, to, way, to the way that I do things now, is that it's not sustainable for a person to do something so drastic that might get them really fast results. And that's usually going to lead them to lose weight only to regain it. So the first thing that I want to unpack about this question is when I first start working with a client and the way most coaches should do things is let's just say... I look up your basal metabolic rate. I calculate where about your total daily energy expenditure is. And it says that you're burning about 2,500 calories a day. And if you ate about 2,500 calories a day, you're going to be maintaining your weight. And I say about because that's always going to be an estimation. So my goal is, all right, sustainable weight loss is probably somewhere between one and two pounds a week. <laughs> even, <coughs> sorry, even if I got that person to lose five pounds in the first week because they just cut out a bunch of crap, um, it's going to slow down and that's what we're looking for long-term. So knowing that I manipulate calories by maybe 500 calories a day, depending on where that person's at, um, you know, more extreme would be up to a thousand calories a day. So I can take a 2,500 calorie, calorie diet and I usually will try and take it down to about 2000. So I start with that smaller because if I can keep that person at higher calories longer, guess what? Now they're like, I don't even really feel like I'm dieting. I feel pretty good. And I know that they're going to continue to see results. And if that person is a CrossFitter, likely they're keeping their energy levels up so they can actually push more intensity in their workouts, which is likely going to mean that they're going to be able to burn more calories. So whenever we drop calories a lot, our body's getting signals like, hey, um, I actually don't want to release any sort of energy because I don't know if I'm going to have enough to do all of these other things I have to do. So you tend to hold on to things. So one of the answers to your question is what I do is much more moderate than what you might be used to doing. So I will always start off at a sustainable loss looking past the first two weeks and into the next six to eight weeks of that person's life. And I know that if the weight isn't moving, that the next step is to lower calories more. And so once I've taken that big chunk off, the only way to go from there is down further. If I start off by taking 2,000 calorie, or I'm sorry, a 2,500 calorie diet to 2,000, 
now I have room to wiggle with. I can go lower if I need to. Whereas if I jumped right to the 1500, now I'm going lower than 1500, which becomes a lot harder to sustain. So that's number one. And number two is, is exactly what I just said is that, you know, fat loss, weight loss does take time and likely one to two pounds is exactly where you should be. Now, this person also had an off weekend. Last weekend was Mother's Day weekend. So there was some eating out. There was a little bit of that. There are other factors in your body weight than just you losing body fat. So sodium, digestion, um, the amount of, like I said, the amount of glycogen in your system. So like your workout habits, um, even if you're super sore, all of those things are going to affect your body weight. So um I know that it can feel somewhat not as fun when you don't see that fast five to 10 pound drop because you dropped, you jumped from a high process diet to a very good clean eating diet. But that is honestly the the right thing. Now, some people I will say, and this is where I'm going to go into the next part of this is some people will see that when they do go from eating a lot of processed foods into very little processed foods, that they do get a quick drop in body weight. But on the flip side of things, just like I'm explaining to you guys, that's not body fat that they're losing that quickly. It is likely they're sloughing off a bunch of crap, like the sodium intake that they've been taking in from processed foods. You know, they're getting less of that. So not holding on to so much water. A lot of it's water weight and waste. They're not losing actual stored body fat. And you have to remind yourself that the ultimate goal is to release stored body fat. That is the goal of weight loss. So that's kind of answering your guys' questions. Now, it got me kind of thinking about, I guess, the really realistic expectations that people might set for themselves. And I wanted that to be the topic for today. So whenever I'm working with a client, depend, I, I always start by asking, how much weight do you think you want to lose? And I usually will ask them a two-part of this because a lot of people are somewhat stuck with what they think that they're able to achieve based on previous experiences. And then others maybe are just don't really believe that they're ever going to be able to lose the amount of weight that they need to. So I'm like, okay, in a perfect world, if everything went well, how much weight would you want to lose? Like what would be your ideal body weight? And some people don't know, you know, and their, and their answer is like, well, you know, I, I don't really care about the weight. I want to look a different way, which is my favorite answer. So I always will remind people that the weight is not the goal. The way you look and feel is the goal. But what correlates with that is when you step on the scale, you're going to be like, this is my happy weight. And everybody's going to be very different. So like for me, I'm a little bit heavier right now than I like being. So my happy place is right around like that 130 to 135 mark. Right now I'm kind of creeping into the 136, 137 mark, but I honestly think it's mostly stress. Um, just after coming off of the age group qualifiers and stuff like that. So I know that that's my happy place. I just don't feel as good. I'll be honest. I get when I'm a little bit heavier, I get like some hormonal things going on. I'll get like some hormonal, like, like acne stuff and just weird things that I notice that I don't really love. So your ideal body weight is that now from there, I'm looking at, okay, if a person, let's just say it's a female and she's 175 pounds and she's like, Cheryl, I would love to be 135. And you know, call it five foot four, one thirty-five pounds, which is a pretty good goal for I think a five foot four female, depending on obviously body composition, which is why body fat percentage is so important. Which is honestly the other thing that I'll kind of talk about with this is all right. So this person's got about forty pounds to lose. 
So in a perfect world, you know, even if they lost five pounds quick, I know that they're, that's going to slow down and some weeks might be half a pound, other weeks might be two pounds. So we'll call it a two pound average over the course of those 40 pounds per week. Uh, that would be about 20 weeks for 40 pounds. So that's looking at about five months. That is a realistic look at how long it would take somebody to lose 30, I'm sorry, 40 pounds if they are doing everything right. Now, this doesn't take into factor that sometimes they're probably not going to be compliant. Maybe they have a vacation built in. Maybe they have, um, you know, just like a rough time with, uh, you know, eating out a lot or, or different things. Maybe social things come up. Maybe, you know, stress gets in the way, like whatever it might be. Maybe they just have an injury and they can't go to the gym as often. There's going to be some things that might offset our ability to maintain that, but that is the ultimate goal. And I say that loosely because even with those things factor in, you will likely be able to still see that kind of weight loss in that amount of time. If even with you having those few little things, as long as that person stays committed and dedicated. Um, so realistic goals are huge, but I also think small goals are really important. So knowing like, okay, if I'm not, if I'm not seeing a person seeing weight loss every single week, that's when I'm start diving into, all right, uh, let's take a look at your food journal. Are you not letting me see some things that you might be eating, whether it be intentional or non-intentional? Um, is your non-exercise activity going down? Because all these factors are part of weight loss as well. You know, like uh, oftentimes we don't even realize it, but subconsciously when we are in a little bit of a calorie deficit, our bodies do slow down a little bit. We start to not move as much naturally because our body is trying to preserve whatever energy we have available. So I'll start taking a look at some of those things as well to kind of see. But um, I do think that it's important for you guys to have realistic examples or really, really realistic goals for yourself. And I feel like on the flip side of things, I've had clients and one person I can think of in particular, you know, she's like, God, I just have so far to go. And I'll be honest, every time she gets in that mindset, she sabotages herself because she just is like, you know what? Case of the fuck it. This just is not worth it. It's going to take me forever. And I will always remind people in that place that, hey, like you can give up now, go backwards. And then in three months from now, when you're miserable again, you're going to start all over again. Or you can be patient and realize that every little progress mark marker that you make is one step closer to your goal. So as long as it might take, and I asked her this question, I'm like, are you unhappy? And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, are you hungry all the time? She's like, no. I'm like, can you still eat out? And she's like, Yes. Um, I'm like, do you still enjoy meals with your husband? Yeah. Do you have to do some things that maybe are a little bit of work and effort, a little bit structured? Yeah. But are you miserable? No. She's living her life. She's not on a diet. She's watching how many calories she's taking in. She's making sure that she's getting in enough quality food and she's still living her life. So I'm like, honestly, if the road that you're on is fun, why not keep driving on it? You know, so when you guys get so hung up in how long something is going to take, remind yourself of that. I try very hard not to take away the things that my clients value. You know, like going back to the first example I had, this this woman, every Saturday morning, she she meets up with her friends for acai bowls. I don't want to take that away from her. If that's their post-gym thing, they go there and they get an acai bowl, like I want to make it work for her. I want to have her still have that in the plan. Does it mean that there's going to be times outside of that, that she's going to have to be a little bit more dialed in because that's something that she values and that's a time that's special to her? Absolutely. But that is the ultimate goal. 
Now, this topic um, actually got me really thinking about something else that kind of goes along with it. And, um, you know, and this person I know had lost weight in the past. And don't mind me, I'm drinking a sip of my coffee right now. I guess when you're having a conversation with yourself, it's okay, right? <laughs> um, okay, so it got me thinking a little bit about how a lot of people um, maybe, because I know this person in particular had regained some body weight, is you might try something and it works really, really well. So let's just say, you know, you're very successful um, the first time you go on a low carb diet and you like crush it and you lose maybe it's 10, 15, 20, 25 pounds, whatever it might be. Maybe life gets in the way, maybe COVID hits, maybe whatever happens, you end up putting the weight back on. And that person is now like, oh, I've got to get my shit together. So they decide, you know what, I'm going to get back on track with what I was doing before. Uh, and this can even go same same way with people that have in the past worked with a coach for macronutrient or like macro coaching or nutrition coaching in that aspect. They're like, I'm just going to go back to doing what I was doing before. And they realize it's not working the way it used to work. And part two of this episode is, is kind of talking about that too, because it, it made me think about this, how, you know, cause likely that person that was like, I'm eating all this crap food and now I'm eating clean food and nothing's really changing the way it used to. That happens, right? So like when a person first cleans out their diet, they typically will get a big drop in weight. So why isn't the same diet as effective? Why, why is it harder the second time around to lose weight? And this is really important guys, because in my coaching business, the one thing that I want all of our clients to know is that the goal is not weight loss. The goal is not getting leaner. The goal is to live leaner and the goal is to maintain those results. So however I get you there does not matter to me as long as it's a way that is going to get you to stay in that place. I don't want rebound weight gain. It is my, it is my like main thing. It's it is the scariest part for me as I graduate my clients. I think that they might think it's more of a monetary thing, but for me, it is literally like I, I invest my effort and energy into helping you guys. And I definitely do not want that person to go backwards. I don't want that person to ever need me again. Mind you, I love my clients and I always want to connect with them, but my main goal is that they should be able to maintain those results. So why isn't the same diet as effective the second time around? And this is huge. There's a lot of reasons why, but one of the main reasons why, and as, as your body, as you diet, okay, you have to remind yourself the human body is designed for two purposes, one to su survive and two is to reproduce. That's it. We are literally consumers in this world. We we want to live and we want to reproduce and make more people. That is the main purpose of the human body. So when there is a threat that there is not enough energy available or that we might actually you know, be dying, our body is going to try and do whatever it can to prevent that. So when it sees that threat the first time around, um, your body becomes smart. It starts releasing stored energy, but at some point you get leaner. You develop a new body weight set point. And you all know that that's a hard thing. Like it's one of the things with my clients, they know we've got to maintain that body set point for a period of time to make sure that we're not going to rebound because your body is going to try and increase those fat stores again to pre prevent you from starving. So 
But the, the main reason why I'm bringing this up and kind of explaining it is that your body remembers that. Your body doesn't forget. Your body knows what you did the first time, and it's going to make it that much harder the second time around. The first time you can kind of trick it. Like, And there's a couple of ways you can look at this. Maybe you guys have pets, and I used to give my dog her pill and a piece of cheese. And for the first couple of times I did it, I, I was smart. And then over time, she figured out what I was doing. And suddenly, like, she was like, I'm not having that. I don't want that cheese. She didn't want it. And every time I go to give her cheese now, she's like, what are you poisoning me with? Like, she knows. She knows now. Um, but it's, on the flip side of things, think about yourself in the gym. You know, let's just say you've been training for three three to six years, and you've been squatting and pressing and deadlifting and doing pull-ups and all these crazy things, and you get injured, and you take, like, three months off you're not starting back over from day one of your fitness journey. You're starting back over at a setback. So you've probably regressed a little bit, but your body still remembers and retains a lot of those things. So your body remembers things very well. We are also designed for that, right? So it's remembering what you did the first time around. It's saying, I'm not going to do that again. It takes a little bit longer. It's going to make it a little bit harder. It's going to be a little bit more stubborn. That's the main reason why guys. And it's why yo-yo dieting is going to fuck you up. So you guys can keep going back. And, why am I saying all these bad words today? Um, you can keep going back and forth with this. Oh, I've got to lose weight. I'm going to stay the same. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to stay the same. I'm going to crash diet. But you're literally making it harder for yourself every time you do that to lose weight. This is why going back to this person's example and why I want to talk about this today. It's why I full heartedly do not try and make drastic drops on your calories because I don't want to shock your body. My goal is not to shock your body. My goal is to not even let your body realize that there's something going on. That's going to make it a lot easier for you. I would rather have somebody take three months to lose 15 pounds and keep it off for eight months than to take 30 days to lose 15 pounds only to put it back on. So that's the number one reason. Number two is every time you yo-yo your weight, so you lose weight, you gain weight, you lose weight, you gain weight, you're literally, your body, you don't lose fat cells you shrink fat cells. So if you, th this is the great analogy and I, sorry, I like to use a lot of analogies, but imagine you have a bucket and it's full of water balloons and you're getting ready for like a kid's birthday party and they're all full. And some freaking kid goes in there and starts popping all the balloons and all the water is gone. Like all the water seeps out, whatever. Those are now the shrunken fat cells from fat loss. When you regain body weight, those fat cells they reinflate, they float, they, or they, they swell again, but they also multiply. So now you have more fat cells than you had to begin with. So this is why that yo-yoing is also making it more difficult for you to lose more body fat because now you have more body fat cells to shrink. It's that much harder the next time around. Another thing is your metabolism does adapt. We adapt to like, obviously being a lower weight. Um, every time you diet, your body's going to remember that. Like I said, your metabolism slowly down regulates unless you're, you know, really trying to push to keep burning calories. And that's usually when you have to become more of like the athlete mindset and you're like a training fiend, then it's really hard. Your body does burn less calories as you lose weight. So it's, it's crazy, but it's really important for you guys to understand that stuff because, you know, this is why my client who is like, man, why isn't the scale just like freaking drop in so quickly. Surely I can definitely make it move a little faster. And I likely will. Cause I, I know that I wanted to kind of see how this person did after obviously coming off of the mother's day weekend, but 
remind yourself the goal is not to lose weight. I know that's what you think the goal is. The goal is to be a smaller person or a healthier person or a leaner individual. And to do that, there are a lot of factors that go into play. And they're the only diet that is going to get you there is the one that you can actually live on long term. That is why I don't preach a diet. That is why I teach people how to eat. And yes, there are components of that that might feel somewhat structured. I don't want to call it restrictive because I never tell a person what they can and can't eat. I tell them what they should be eating more of and what they should be eating less of. That's really what it is. But at the end of the day, what they're eating is going to be the same foods that they're eating when they're not trying to lose weight. And it's so important for everybody that I work with to understand that. And so if that's you out there, if you find like you've been trying to figure out maybe a a diet that you tried before isn't working anymore. And I mean, there have been some extremes. I should probably do a podcast episode on all of those as well, like the HCG diet and freaking, you know, any, all these crazy extremes that people will go to. Um, But if that is you and you're like, why am I not losing weight as fast as I did before? Okay. Or if you're like, man, I'm really stuck. I I really want to figure this out. Reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. Um, I would love to educate you a little bit. Um, I would love for you to be a part of our private Facebook group, which by the way, if you are one of my clients or you're in my private Facebook group, you guys are crushing the summer shred, which is my 12 week program that I started to get people a little bit leaner going into the 4th of July weekend. So, um, I cannot wait to see everybody's photos that weekend. So if that is you and you want a little bit more information, you want to hear a little bit more about, you know, what I do or what we do in national nation, uh, reach out to me. I would love to hear from you and I hope you guys have an amazing week.